you're on. Welcome to Real Estate Coaching Radio, America's number one trusted resource for realtors who demand authentic, real-time coaching. Starring award-winning real estate coaches Tim and Julie Harris. Get ready for unfiltered, full-strength honesty about what is truly working to get you into action and make you money in this new real estate boom. Now to our hosts, Tim and Julie Harris. We're back. I'm trying to be freaky because it's a uh, <laughs> month of Halloween. Halloween month. <laughs> of course, people who don't watch movies from the 80s won't know what I'm talking about. <laughs> anyway, uh, so welcome to Real Estate Coaching Radio. We are your hosts, Tim and Julie Harris. We're feeling a little bit wacky today, so hopefully you guys are strapped in and ready for the information that we're going to be sharing with you. Um, we're going to be it's the cooler air. Part- it's making us kind of uh, wackadoodle, I guess. We're not used to the crispness yeah, in the air. Yeah, that's true. We're used to basically walking outside in Texas and like feeling literally like a microwave oven set on high was just dropped on your head. (laughs) Exactly. Yeah, now it's chilly. It's like, you know what, Julie, that probably is it. The chilly weather's kind of screwing with our, uh, yeah. Anyway, so listen, guys, we're going to pick up where we left off the other day. We're talking about basically the entrepreneurial mindset. And I know a lot of you guys are kind of using this as your training in your brokerages to remind agents or, frankly, let's be honest, remind yourself that, you know what, you have to have a business entrepreneurial mindset if you're going to be successful in this industry. And, you know, that is, I think, one of the key differentiators between what we talk about, Julie, and what everybody else talks about that are doing shows and whatnot. Most people talk about real estate agents, not like they're entrepreneurs. And when you think of yourself as an entrepreneur, um, you know, I'm thinking of all the people that are listening right now who are thinking, well, I just got my real estate license because, you know, someone told me I'd be good at selling real estate and my neighbor's a broker and, you know, I didn't realize I actually was going to have to run a business. You are going to have to run a business. Your broker's job is not to help you run your real estate business. Their job is to make sure you fill out the paperwork correctly and uh, don't cause them too much trouble and hopefully get a few sales now and then. If you want to be successful in this industry, it's on you and it's only on you. So, the problem is, is a lot of you guys come to the business, come to the industry, and you don't know, first of all, that you're supposed to be thinking like an entrepreneur. You don't even know what that means. You never owned a business before. You've always worked for somebody else. So you have no clue whatsoever about basically what path to follow. And then, unfortunately, our industry, welcome to real estate, or those of you who've been in the business for a long time, you know this, are full of parasites, and I mean that quite literally. All these people trying to sell you bullshit that's trying to alleviate your laziness. In other words, your, uh, you think, and I have a great story to share in a second, you think, for example, that leads, many of you, are hard to come by, but they're not. Leads are everywhere. Leads are the easiest thing ever to get in real estate. Okay, and here's my story. I'm on the phone with Joe in um, Reno, and Joe's a coaching client for a couple of years, maybe three He's going to earn $1.2 million to himself in commissions this year. He's one of my personal clients. So Joe is picking up a sign. You know, he was dry, happened to be driving past the listing that he just sold, and he figured he'd just get the sign post waiting for a sign service to get it. So his two-year-old, it's a big, big lot, so he lets his two-year-old out to run around a little bit. And uh, so he's putting a sign in the back of the truck, and he looks up, and the two-year-old has meandered next door. No, he's not near any traffic or anything like that, so don't think he was putting his son in any jeopardy. He wasn't. And the two-year-old is checking out the neighbor's uh, garage sale. <laughs> so Joe goes over to get his son, and the neighbors recognize Joe because Joe 
follows our suggestions and has a picture of himself on his signs, and they recognize Joe from the sign. They say, you're the guy that sold the house next door. turns out that they were in the midst of interviewing uh, agents, and now Joe has a <laughs> listing appointment with That's them funny. this evening. And this happened yesterday <laughs> awesome. from his two-year-old. And I told him that he owes his, his, two, he owes his two-year-old a referral fee for you know, basically pro- forcing him to prospect at FISBO. But, but, but that's a reminder, guys, and, and this is a kind of fun uh, conversation Joe and I had. Can you guys think of a single person that you know that doesn't want to buy or sell real estate? I, I, I mean that uh, seriously. You tell me one single person that you know of that doesn't want to buy or sell real estate. I can't think of a single person. I don't have a real estate license anymore, and neither is Julie. But if we had real estate licenses, everyone around us will either is either in the market to buy or sell real estate if all the things aligned. Like if they are driving around and on a Sunday and they come across an open house and it, you know, it's the dream house, they're going to buy that house and all of a sudden they're in the market. If you approach your neighbor, your friend, or someone you know from church or whatever, and you happen to, you know, they just had a baby and they're they're trying to, you know, all the stresses that come from having a kid. Oh my gosh, the 529 plan and the this and the other thing. Well, Mr. Seller, or I'm sorry, Mr. Potential Buyer, why don't you just purchase a rental property, and by the time the kid reaches you know, college age, the rental property is going to be paid off or paid down to the point where you can sell it or at least take the cash flow from it and offset a lot of college expenses, or use the cash flow from the rental property over the prevailing years to fully fund the kid's 529, and then you keep the asset. You guys get the point. Everybody around you is either uh, is interested in buying or selling real estate if you just have conversations with them. If you just bring it up, if you talk to them about it, if you, if you have the entrepreneurial mindset and you see the abundance of opportunity all around you. Guys, this isn't mo- I'm not trying to motivate you here. That's not my intent. I'm just telling you a fact. Everybody around you, 24 hours a day, is interested in buying and selling real estate. Find me one person that's not. Everybody would. No, can they? No, not all of them can. Some of them don't have the credit. Some of them don't have the down payment. Some of them don't have the things necessary to buy real estate, but all of them want to. Everybody that owns a property will buy another one if the numbers make sense. Everyone that, uh, it, you know, everyone would want to buy a rental property if the numbers made sense. Do you guys get the point? So to buy leads or to think that there's a scarcity of leads is one of the biggest lies that's ever been perpetuated on the real estate industry ever. I think that's something we all need to come to terms with. Why have we allowed these companies to uh, infiltrate and then basically I don't even know what the next word would be that rhymes with infiltrate but the reality of it is is they have bastardized uh, a lot of the potentiality that agents have and if you've only been in the business for 10 years or less um, chances are you don't know any different because you got your real estate license and people said hey guess what go buy leads from this portal or go do this or go do this passive this thing or this the other thing and then here it is you're years into the business you know, you're not making any real money. You might be doing transactions, but at the end of the year when you're working with your accountant to do your taxes, you've got like exactly no savings. You're going to have the epiphany, and maybe it's going to happen right now, that you literally will be better off if you go get a job. You'll have less stress, work less hours, and frankly, you might, you know, overall quality of life might be improved if you decide to go get a job, if you're not, if you're not making enough net profit. I mean that quite literally, guys. I have, I get emails from you guys, and you guys will say, "Here's my situation." Boom, butter, boom, butter, boom. And you know, I have this background, this education. I will email you back, or sometimes I'll call you and I'll say, "Can you get a job where you're going to make, you know, hundred thousand dollars a year? And, you're, and how long would it take you?" I can get a job like that in two days. 
then you need to go get that job and you need to lose the fantasy of selling real estate. Because if you're not really willing to think like an entrepreneur and a business owner and you're not willing to do the real work, you are not going to succeed. You won't. And if you're not willing to do it, oh, Tim, I'm not willing to ha- – I'm not going to think of myself as a salesperson. I'm a real estate consultant. Okay, well, buena suerte. Good luck. Let me know how that works out. Or, Tim, I'm not going to ever have a conversation with somebody who doesn't invite me in to talk about real estate. In other words, I'm not going to do anything proactive. Everything I do is going to be passive. And you mean just like everybody else? You're going to then have to compete with all the other people that are mailing postcards and doing Facebook ads and all this other passive stuff? You think that's going to work? And you think you think somehow magically you're going to earn you – know, oh, thank you. I thought I covered it in time, but I didn't. You think somehow magically – you're going to be able to uh, essentially you know, earn money and have enough net profit left over to justify to your family, to your wife, your husband, to your kids, you know, why mom or dad are working all these hours, but guess what? The life, their lifestyles haven't improved. The financial security hasn't improved. You don't see – see, no one, no one around you except Julie and I who's telling you that's not the way to do, run a business. That's not the way to actually you know, think of this real estate industry because this industry can be the greatest curse – or it can be the greatest blessing. And, uh, you know, at the end of the day, that's up to you. If you're not willing to do the work, if you're not willing to have the mindset of service, if you're not willing to do what you don't want to do and you don't want to do it at the highest level, and that means doing a lot of, you know, essential sales things that you don't want to do and you've been avoiding doing, and people have basically been placating you and telling you that you don't have to do, they've been lying to you, in other words. If you want to stay on that path, then I really strongly encourage you, as somebody who is trying to be as Honest and sincere as humanly possible. If you're not willing to do the real work in this industry, it, it, you need to seriously consider not being in the industry anymore. Because you're not – you, look, if you're living by yourself and you've got nobody that's dependent on you, um, and then you can spend your life however you choose. But if you made commitments to your family and your church and your, you know, everybody else, and you're spending every waking hour basically tasting real estate transactions but not making any net profit – uh, because you're trying to pursue this, you know, mythical whatever it is, but there's no net profit left over at the end of the year. You're not running a business, guys. You're just basically ruining your life. And uh, it's time for you to take control of that. And, you know, that's the thing I love about the feedback we're getting on the Harris Rules book. People are saying, finally, I have a roadmap. Finally, somebody's willing to tell me the truth. Finally, I have a path to follow that makes sense. Finally, I can – it's like putting in an, ad- an address in NAV, and it's telling you to turn here, turn there. That's what Harris Rules, the book on Amazon, is all about. But the end of the day, you have to be seeing yourself as what you are, a business owner and an entrepreneur. And you have to be focused on this. You know, We talked about being of service. We talked about the doing what you don't want to do. But really, at the end of the day, your product and your business is one thing, and it's one thing only. And this is also in Harris Rules. Your product is profit. Your product is profit. Your product is profit. Think about that. If you think your product is selling houses, if you think your product is basically happy customers, if you think your product is creating a nice culture and an environment for your team, you're going to be broke. Your product has to be profit. You have to make the decision that profit's more important than all those other things because it is. And here's a little secret for you. You can't have profit unless you have great customer service. In other words, you basically do what you say you're going to do when you say you're going to do it. You fulfill the promises and obligations you make. That's when you get the profit. And the only way you can do that is if you have the skills to actually accomplish the goals. You guys know, if you've been in this business for even six months, you know what I'm saying is true because you've beaten your head against the wall for long enough. So 
look, I have a lot of coaching calls. Some of them are, you know, clients. Some of them are folks I'm just trying to help out during throughout the day. And I, and I hear from all of you guys, Julie and I are starting to hear on a regular basis, a big sigh of relief. And a lot of you guys are starting your conversations with saying, thank you. I wish I would have come across you guys 20 years ago. I mean, that's what we hear all the time. And so that encourages Julie and I and everyone who works for us, like 47 people that work for us, that encourages all of us to drill down even more, beat the drum even harder, so we can try our best to do whatever it takes to save more of you from, you know, burning out, from losing your flame, from, you know, basically getting discouraged and getting burned out of the business. That's really what's the driving forces, because in our opinion, Real estate, having a real estate license, and I know we have a lot of small business owners who listen, but in our opinion, there is no better business to be in than selling real estate if you have the business and entrepreneurial mindset. And that's where we picked off, or that's where we dropped off yesterday, and we're going to pick up today. So, Julie, do you have anybody else you'd like to acknowledge or whatnot? Yes. Or do you want to finish up these points now? Go On ahead. the same topic, you know, you were talking about your client that uh, and the garage sale, which is now turning into a yes. listing. Go. And you're right. There are transactions everywhere. There's a coaching module on our premier coaching section that is actually literally called There Are Deals Everywhere. <laughs> okay? So, for example, uh, Vanessa Davis on the Facebook page, she says, TFW, that stands for Total Effing War on Fourth Quarter. She says, I matched a buyer to a for sale by owner and took uh, them pl- with a one-time showing agreement to the home, which is higher than my average sale price. The tenant was there because the for sale by owner home was rented. Well, it turns out the owner and fiance moved to, the, uh, to another state and bought a new home already. They rented this one and their condo, and now they want to sell both. Bonus, the tenant will be buying when they get out of the house. So she's got her own for sale by owner buyer buying the for sale by owner, getting a second listing from the condo, and turning the tenant into a buyer. Okay, So that's four transactions because she was willing to talk to an unrepresented owner. Just saying there are deals everywhere, and sometimes it's even more than you guys think. All right, so let's see. I'm going to then go up to another great example. I just have to scan up because it's further up. Okay, from LaToya Boyd Tillett. She says, took the opportunity to get to know a new person while my son was filming for a TV show. They want to sell their parents' home, not until next year, but I let them know that he can send other referrals my way. And to make it even better, this guy's a contractor. I know it's small, but it's better than I've been doing. And she says, hashtag, no more secret agent, total effing war. So, you know, example, she started to talk to somebody. She was waiting for her son to be done with something, expanding her center of influence. And guess what? There's a transaction there. And I think there's probably five or six more examples of that on the private Facebook page. So what I see, Tim, with this TFW challenge, you know, 10 listings and 10 pounds lost, is I see these guys taking more action more frequently and even earlier in the day than previous posting. They are not being secret agents fourth quarter. And you can see a lot of results. Many of our premier clients and our mastermind People who took that challenge are already on their third listing for fourth quarter, and they've got time to get to 10. So I know you guys are going to do it. Some of you have set goals even higher than that. So back to you, Tim, and we'll round out our entrepreneurial well, so you, discussion. Just, just housekeeping, housekeeping, right? So you, you mentioned the mastermind. Guys, the mastermind is free, um, and it's only for the folks that have purchased books uh, from Amazon, Harris Rules, and who ideally have left us a five-star review. Please do uh, consume a little bit of the book. And then, so the review is authentic and it's real. Why not asking you guys to leave fake reviews, just for the record? Um, and then all you got to do 
is email help at timandjulieharris.com and ask for the information on the mastermind, and they will give it to you. That's it. Super simple. And we're doing this for all of you who have helped to, frankly, make our, uh, I'm not going to say lifelong dreams, but maybe lifelong dreams, um, a reality of writing a number one international best-selling book, which is what Harris Rules has become. And that's kind of insane, but there you go. You know, 150 pages of book that took us uh, two years to write and 20 years to come up with that has now become a number one international bestseller in like seven different countries and, you know, for real estate folks. So that's awesome. Um, there it is. And if you guys ever need any help, request a free coaching call at freecoachingcallsforagents.com. It's something I don't say a lot on this podcast. But, yes, if you need a free coaching call, if you'd like to talk with one of our new member coaches, uh, just go to freecoachingcallsforagents.com. All right, Julie, let's pick up and let's dust off the rest of these points so that yes. we can go on to a new topic. You got it. Yes. You got it. Number 11 entrepreneurial mindset, you actually listen. The actress Jessica Alba, who founded and is president of the California-based Honest Company, which sells baby home and personal care products, says that, quote, it's important to surround yourself with people smarter than you and to listen to ideas that aren't yours. I'm open to ideas that aren't mine and people that, I, that know what I don't know because I think success takes communication, collaboration, and sometimes even failure. Tim, when I you know, read this quote, what I was thinking is how many times agents listen to other agents who may or may not have actually done what they're trying to do. So be careful where you're getting your coaching information, guys. But she said, uh, always be upgrading, learning, and implementing. Once you think you already know it all, on that day, your income is starting to degrade. And that's definitely true in real estate. Listen to our interviews, listen to past podcasts. If you can pick up just one tiny actionable item, a phrase or a script from our top producers we've interviewed, from other radio shows we've done, just integrate that one thing into your practice and you'll soon accelerate to the next level. Don't keep trying to reinvent the wheel and don't take quasi-coaching from people who haven't done what you're trying to do. And that might be office managers, the agent in the office next to you, you know, really pre-qualify. You do that with your buyers and sellers, hopefully. Pre-qualify who you're listening to, too. Okay, point number 12, talking entrepreneurial mindset here. You focus on what matters when you figure out what matters. Okay, so entrepreneurs fall down and pick themselves up until they get it right, says Micah Kaufman, co-founder and CEO of a, the freelance marketplace Fiverr. During Fiverr's launch, instead of trying to deal with, quote, an endless number of potential challenges, Kaufman and his team focused on the single best challenge every marketplace has, building liquidity. Without liquidity, there is no marketplace. So sounds a lot like what your product is, profit. Focus on what matters. There's a quote I like from Williams, William Wordsworth. He said, life is divided into three terms, that which was, that which is, and that which, is, which will be. Let us learn from the past to profit by the present and from the present to live better in the future. You know, we always joke about saying, thank you, past Tim and Julie, for getting the experience together, for example, to write Harris Rules. All of you guys have to work on saying thank you past whatever your name is for working your butt off fourth quarter so that you can start next year and have a really kick-ass year. What you do now determines to a huge extent what your trajectory will be next year. And we always recommend profits aren't everything. They're the only thing. The no-nonsense rules of the ultimate contrarian and small business guru. That is the book by George Cloutier, I think is how you say his last name, but that really drives it home. And of course, we really get into a discussion about this in the Harris Rules book. So make sure that you guys are catching that chapter and living it. Back to you, Tim. 
Yeah, no, there's the bottom line. And again, that's a book that you'll never hear ever being recommended in the halls of real estate. People in real estate Pretty will not extreme. ever tell you guys to read. Yeah, profits aren't everything; they're the only thing. And the other book, you know, uh, the, and he's a, a friend of ours, Jeb Blunt. His book we really love, which is Fanatical Prospecting. That's something I know a lot of you guys. You know, it's hilarious, Julie. We recommend these books. Uh, okay, so the, the, your three books that you all need to be uh, reading right now are Harris Rules um, and uh, uh, see Fanatical Prospecting, uh, Profits Aren't Everything, The Only Thing, and uh, Ego is the Enemy. Read those four books. Those are, your, those are the best four books that all of you guys can be reading this time of year with regards to entrepreneurialism and with regards to basically uh, you know, having your head screwed on straight going into the new year. The one prevailing thing that you're going to see from all of these books – and more than anything, is that you are going to have, if you want me to like take all four books and give you a simple one-line crib notes on all of them, here it is. You have to live by the idea, you have to live by the rule that you're going to do what you don't want to do when you don't want to do it at the highest level. And I know a lot of you guys have read those four books, and so you already know what I'm saying is true. But that's the essence of what these four books are about. Harris Rules gives you the, you know, the, essentially the truth about doing what you don't want to do and you don't want to do at the highest level, gives you the roadmap. Ego is an enemy, helps you kind of deep dive into your own psyche about why you think like you think, but it's not a mindset book. You guys know that Julie and I are not motivational speakers, and that whole mindset genre from the 60s is something that kind of makes me taste barf in the back of my throat when I think about it, to be honest with you. But maybe that's too graphic. Apologize for those who are having your lunch. But truthfully, that whole mindset, motivation, motivational speaker thing is so fake. I just am so sick of it. I'm so sick of you guys being uh, uh, being seduced into believing that those types of uh, approaches to motivation actually work. They don't. The only thing that ultimately works for motivation is actually getting into action. That's it. And you don't wait to feel a certain way before you get into action. You get into action, then your emotions follow. How many people are telling you that nowadays? Days, but it, intuitively, when I said it, if you were listening, you know it's true. So along those lines, The Ego is the Enemy is a great book. Fanatical Prospecting, Jeb does a fan, you know, great job. The reason we recommend this book is because Jeb's not in the real estate space. He talks to people that are like have sales teams for these big, huge international companies. And the essence of the message that, Joe, or that Jeb has with regards to actually picking up the phone is exactly the same as ours which is, in essence, all the social networking stuff for all these people that have only been in sales, and you guys are in sales, you know, in the last 10 years, you have been seduced into believing that you don't actually have to learn how to pick up the phone. Matter of fact, a lot of the people that will – or have direct face-to-face conversations, a lot of the people that are trying to sell you these done-for-you gimmicks, they're literally telling you that you don't have to have to do what you don't want to do and you don't want to do at the highest level, that somehow magically they're just going to send you all these wonderful leads and all you have to do is just basically pick up the – well, not even pick up the phone. You just have to text them or email them, and then all of a sudden the real estate commission checks are going to start filling your inbox. I mean, isn't that what you guys in essence were being – all these guys are trying to sell you is this, this fantasy? Now, here's the next time you get one of these calls from these people that are trying to sell you online leads. Do you see the irony in the fact that they're calling you, trying to sell you online leads? Do you yeah, see the irony really in that? Think about. <laughs> yeah, sure if it works so well, hmm. <laughs> Why are, okay, they're they're calling you, telling you that you don't have to call, because they're going to sell sell you online. What? Do you guys see it? Come on, well, it's insanity. It's almost a joke. It's hilarious. This this should be something that somebody builds a comedy routine around. You know, well, that should but, be their script, right? If it works so well, why are you calling me? Yeah, exactly. That'll end the conversation. 
<laughs> they won't That's know what to answer. say. Exactly. I mean, but it is funny though, isn't it? But Julie, so people come to the real estate business, the brokers and the office managers, they don't really know what uh, if they've only been in the business for ten years. You know, they're just focused on keeping the. They're not going to tell you not to basically buy leads. They're not going to have the balls, if we let's just be honest, to say ignore those solicitations. They're going to just basically to get you out of their office. They're going to say go buy leads. Because they don't care whether you make a profit or not. They just want you to push transactions. Sorry, it's true. You know, a lot of the brokerages nowadays, most of them, if not all of them, and I don't think they want to operate like this. I just think it's the nature of a lot of people to get into the business, is that they have to operate in the term that brokers use, or at least, you know, ones that have been in business for a long time, is they're operating body shops. They operate off the idea that you're going to get your real estate license, you're going to sell a house for your aunt, whoever, and your friend from whoever, and your your basic immediate people are going to want to support you in your new endeavor. And then after you've sold houses for those folks, you're going to burn out of the business. And they know statistically that most people get licenses and basically burn out within about 24 months. Like it's almost, you know, it's better than 24 months, but it's right in that zone. But here's the interesting thing, tailing it back into our topic. That's the almost exact amount of time that most businesses fail. So most entrepreneurs who start, oh, I'm, I have this passion, I'm going to make candles, or you know, I have this passion, I'm going to start a pie shop, or I have this, you know, whatever. But they don't have a specific plan, and they don't realize that at the end of the day, no matter what business you're in, product has to be your profit. And if you're not making a profit, assuming you're not venture funded and you're not basically making your money off, you know, selling zero margin things because your, you know, money's coming from venture funded money or it's coming from stock money or things like that. That's the reason a company like Zillow can operate losing money every quarter. They don't give a rat's ass because their stock value is still crazy and everyone who's associated with the company makes tons of money off the stock and off the cash flow from their paychecks. So they have no motivation to make a profit. You guys can't operate like that. If you don't make a profit, you're out of the business. So that's the challenge that all you guys have to have is really looking at yourselves as business owners and looking at yourselves as entrepreneurs and challenging the paradigms you're surrounded with. And most of those, most of the misinformation is going to start right in your own brokerage. It's going to start right in your own, you know, your own ecosystem. It's, I I will say this, I mean this all sincerity. It's not the broker's fault that you are uh, not being uh, better informed or educated. At the end of the day, it's their job to basically do their best to run an adult daycare and to make it so that you guys stay out of trouble and that they are able to basically you know, do their own production. The best brokers I've ever run across are ones that are still selling, by the way. So it's your job as a business owner, and they can't tell you what to do because you're an independent contractor. Legally, they can't tell you what to do unless you're working for like Redfin or somebody. You know, They can because those people are their employees, which is fine. It's a great business model, you know. But if you're going to be an, an, an independent contractor working for a broker, you have to basically determine what direction you're going to go. You have to set your own course. You have to basically learn how to be a business owner and how to have an entrepreneurial mindset. So hopefully the show for the past three days has given you some sense of direction on that. We've given you four books. That's the homework from this four-series uh, podcast on uh, basically how to think like an entrepreneur. Go get those four books. Again, it's Ego is the Enemy by Ron, Ryan Halliday. Um, Fanatical Prospecting by Jeb Lunt. Uh, let's see, what was the next one? Uh, I can't pronounce this guy's last name, but you'll find it. Profits aren't everything. They're the only thing. All these are available on Amazon and, of course, Harris Rules. Harris Rules, by the way, is going to be available in Audible book or on Audible haha, uh, later this month. And uh, all those other books are available um, so you can listen to them on your iPad or iPhone or whatever, whatever, right? 
Okay, so if you guys need us for anything, at any time, Tim at TimAndJulieHarris.com or Julie at TimAndJulieHarris.com. Listen, guys, sincerely, thank you for making this podcast the number one listen-to podcast in the real estate industry. Uh, we have over 100,000 regular listens. Thank you for making Harris Rules the number one international bestseller. You guys have helped us to basically uh, accomplish, exceed in many ways, goals, professional goals we've had. And it means the world to me. And we're going to repay you every way and any way that we can. So if you guys ever need any help, please do do sincerely reach out. Tim at TimAndJulieHarris.com or Julie at TimAndJulieHarris.com. Have a fantastic day. We'll talk with you on the show tomorrow. This program has been a presentation by Tim and Julie Harris Real Estate Coaching. For more information on our real estate coaching and training programs, visit our website at TimAndJulieHarris.com. Remember to tune in weekdays at noon for upcoming shows. And until next time, thank you for listening to Real Estate Coaching Radio with Tim and Julie Harris. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.